Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 125 of A Wild Podcast has appeared, your official Pokemon podcast for comicbook.com that is different from our unofficial Pokemon podcast of comicbook.com. I never know why Jim says that. I, I don't get Well, that. I mean, you know why, because we know we, we, we do have the secret unofficial one. Has anyone actually found it yet? Uh, oh, you mean uh, uh, a wild? You know, the one uh, that we don't actually talk about a lot. Yes, you know, you know uh, Pokemon After Dark. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, <laughs> the, the, the saucy Pokemon podcast. Uh my name is Christian Hoffer. I am one of uh, my uh, one of the co-hosts here of this fine podcast, and I am joined, almost as always, uh, by uh, Megan Peters. I'm here. Hello, uh, Megan. How, just the two how, of us, as always. Uh, yep, basically, it is always just the two of us. We are never joined by a third co-host. He's he's you know doing other things our our friend jim but that's okay because really you're here to listen to me and megan give good opinions about pokemon um which we do every single week uh for those of you uh who are listening for the first time uh as the name suggests this is a pokemon podcast we talk about all things pokemon uh that could be the pokemon the video games that could be pokemon the anime that could be pokemon the card game that could be pokemon the plushes that could be pokemon the spinoff games that could be literally anything pokemon related also we talk a little bit about life a little bit about love a little bit about <laughs> this, this is getting into some weird territory all right but hey you know we do talk about some the tangents you come for the pokemon but you stay, you for, stay the for the tangents exactly that's, that's what you do here exactly um so i'm in a weird weird mood today so we're we're just going to we're just going to dive into things because i got a feeling this is going to be a weird episode um so first and foremost megan it is almost October. You know what that means? Spooky season. It is almost spooky season. Listen, I all I know is that I have a 15-foot giant skeleton that is waiting to emerge from its ancient eldritch tomb to go and terrorize my neighbors. Also, Wow. You you dished out for your decorations this year. I wish I actually I very much wish I had that giant 15 foot skeleton, but I'm pretty sure one my of my neighbors does have the giant 15 foot skeleton. It's like the one with the pumpkin head. If you guys have a, who are listening, look up like home Depot, giant Halloween skeletons. Uh, yeah. One of my neighbors has that definitely is like putting forth a challenge to me this year. So I went and I bought, if you go to the Pokemon center, all the delicious, lovely Pokemon Halloween decorations. I bought the Gengar statue. <laughs> Ah, which nice. was very expensive. Uh, but you know what? I had to do it. I had to, I had to arise to the occasion. So I bought myself a giant, like 16 inch Gengar statue and 
I'm going to figure out something to do with it. We there is a this has nothing to do with Pokemon, but it is related to me, Christian Hoffer. Uh, there is a uh, Halloween decoration that is a dragon that shoots out smoke. It's like one of those inflatable dragons, but it has like a mist machine built in, and it's like never has something called to me so strongly. Like I would just keep that thing like in my front yard year round. Oh yeah, like, I mean like the uh, spooky season all is every season in my opinion absolutely in addition to it being spooky season it is also the start almost the start of a new month and that means more pokemon go content uh they they gave us our first tease of what is coming out in october um a lot of stuff to go over uh we are getting um some Mythical and legendary Pokemon appearing in five-star raids. This includes uh, uh, Genesect holding a Douse Drive uh, will be appearing from October 1st to October 12th. Um, and uh, that that's a new that's a new Pokemon, technically. But a new Pokemon form. Douse Drive, Genesect has never appeared in Pokemon Go. Uh, we're getting Altered Form Giratina. Uh, that's coming from October 12th to October 22nd. And finally, Dark Ray, uh, the Nightmare Pokemon, will be coming uh, from October 22nd to November uh, 5th. And Dark Ray is getting a Sludge Bomb attack, which is the first time mm-hmm. that we've gotten Sludge Bomb Dark Ray. Uh, we're also getting the debut of a new Mega ev- uh, Evolution in Pokemon Go. Mega Absol is appearing for the uh, first time. Um, some uh, spooky Spotlight Hours, Drifloon, Ghastly, Gothita, who's, you know... Gothita is not a ghost Pokemon, but, you know, she is goth, so it, it fits in with the theme. And yeah. uh, Murkrow uh, is also coming up, which Murkrow is a, a, a crow with a witch hat, which, I mean, you don't get any much more spooky season right? than that. Like, come on. Like, I'm so, like, I, I understand there's, like, some people have feelings about Gothita. They either love her or hate her. But as somebody who, like, as a smaller child, perennially traversed the mall when like full hot topic belt buckles studded clothes mm-hmm. trip pants like gothita calls to me in a way that few pokemon ever have so i always am happy when gothita gets a little spotlight uh she was i will say though gothita is a better goth than i ever was i, I have to say There was somebody in my um, somebody in college when I went to college who did the full on like, you know, not not like, you know, there were the usual goths, like the ones which you were pretty sure were vampires. Um, And then there was there was this one girl and she, you know, very distinctive because, you know, I went to a school which had 60,000 people, Um, but she um, wore like the full on like handmade like dresses with the, you know, like the, you know, the corsets and stuff like that. Like the, the full blown, like handmade, like really elaborate, neat stuff. So like Victorian vampire and Gothita always, Gothita's like fully evolved form always reminds me of her for some reason. It just, you know, um, she, she was like a frequent, she, she frequented the bookshop that I worked at. So, you know, um, Yes, I did go to a school with 60,000 students. Um, It is the second or third largest school in the... Well, for me, I went to high school and my graduating class was 36 students. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, I mean, this was... We had two very different experiences. 
<laughs> this was college. This was college. So, you know, my college, my college was still maybe about 200 people who graduated. OK. You. OK. Yeah. Very, no. very different. But you know what? It's, it's OK. Fine. All I know is if we have Gothita, I'm just waiting for the generation in Pokemon where I get like the classic MySpace scene Pokemon. Like we almost got that with like the Kiss 80s rock version, Galarian kind of uh, regional variant. But that's more like 80s glam. I'm waiting for like full like scene MySpace Pokemon regional yeah. variant i i feel that a regional gothita would be like a gyaru from uh japan mm-hmm. like you know just the the full-on like blonde hair like bleach blonde hair uh the weird makeup that that whole uh whole thing um but uh let's see here. what else are we getting we're they obviously confirmed that, that we're getting a 15-day halloween event in addition to the previously announced movie tie-in event which we talked about in the past um we are getting to um uh some we're getting new costumed pokemon um if you follow the leaks i think that they've already leaked um we're also um more likely than not going to get um a fan stump uh due to the fact that you know uh he or phantom there's no s in there uh phantom uh he's you know that that little ghost child has appeared in the uh loading screen so we're probably going to get phantom so uh lots of cool stuff coming to pokemon go uh in october um you know i i'll be honest like I, i've kind of taken a break from pokemon go ever since um um uh, you know the stuff that happened earlier this year but i've slowly been diving mm-hmm. back into it um i always tend to get into it with october and Mainly because it is like just spooky season. A lot of my favorite Pokemon are, you know, elevated or at least you have a better chance of finding them, especially if they're shinies. Um, Even though I'm not much of a shiny person, just like the general spooky nature of things, I just tend to enjoy. Uh, This year, though, is going to be a little weird because I'm getting married on Halloween this year because it's very on brand for me. And so I'm going to be like so busy in the next several weeks. So I'm going to have to like try to like make some dedicated Pokemon Go time. But Uh, we'll figure it out. I will say my the venue I'm getting married at does have a Pokestop at it. So nice. <laughs> I'm just going to be getting ready and just Pokestopping at my wedding. I mean, come on. Like, what else would you expect from me at this point? I, I mean, what else would you do at a wedding? I mean, right. Exactly. I, I, that was the same thing at my best friend's wedding before the pandemic began. Mm-hmm. Her wedding venue <laughs> was a Pokestop and she legitimately took my phone at one point because I wouldn't <laughs> stop. And I was like the maid of honor. And she was like, I need your help. And I was like, hold on, just like one second. I got to be, I got to make sure I'm keeping control of this gym. And you know what? She did not appreciate it. (laughs) So Uh, that's that's me. uh, But in terms of things that uh, your best friend might appreciate, have you seen the new Pokemon plush that got announced last week? Yes, I did. It is the biggest, chonkiest boy to oh. ever hit uh, the the Pokemon Center, and it's coming in, uh, coming to the United States. Shockingly enough, uh, so Arcanine, yep, uh, Arcanine is coming to the Pokemon Center. This is like a fifty nine inch long Arcanine. Um, you know, they they, they posted. They posted the picture of Arcanine, like, you know, with a with a model next to it. Um, and since this was, uh, you know, they first posted it over 
Um, you know, these were the Japanese stock photos for it. So, you know, it was definitely somebody who was like the size of this plush. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, this thing is massive. Absolutely massive. The biggest, I mean, I would say it's the biggest cat plush oh, that we've ever gotten. It's but, you know, huge. Uh, it, I mean, it was, uh, it's bigger than like the Snorlax sleeping bag or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge. The timing is really curious because, you know, how much getting, is it? How much is it again? Oh, it's like 400 bucks. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I'm going to say, like, a lot of the bigger plushes that the Pokemon Center has been putting out recently, like the Piplup and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like, it's it's a pretty similar price point, but you're getting way more Pokemon for this plush than the others. Man, if I had disposable income and room in my dwelling space, I'd, I'd get it. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's the size of a closet. Yeah, like legitimately the size of a closet. It is huge. Like, I mean, legitimately, if you're listening to this, like, take a pause, go look at how big this thing is. I mean, yeah, Zimpai in the chat just said that's not a plush, that's furniture. It's true. It is. It's it's a chair. Like you could sit in this. Like it is huge. (laughs) I mean, with Arcanine, you now have like a full, you could do like a full like cat Pokemon room with your Gigantamax Meowth, your Mm -hmm. (laughs) Snorlax. I'm just trying to get you to react. You're doing so good of just not saying anything. See, I I don't take that low-hanging fruit. I see it, and I ignore it. Also, I tend to agree with you when we talk about cat Pokemon. Thank you. You know, I'm I'm not going to be over here throwing, you know, yellow flags in the field. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. As as, As long as Jim is not here, Arcanine is a cat Pokemon. I don't care. They just Weird misnamed tiger, it. Tiger, cat, something Pokemon. Either I mean, way, if I, I mean, had room, I would have this. Yeah. I don't have room, nor do I have the disposable income. Um, but you know what? If anybody listening to this does get this Arcanine plush, or rather furniture, please DM me with like size comparisons. Like I need to know. I need to see. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I think it weighs more than like all of my children combined. Um, like, Terrifying. It, it's it's it is just huge, and you know, absolutely love Pokemon in excess. Um, and um, you know, it's it's a relatively quiet week this week for uh, Pokemon talk. So um, people, some there there are a few people who who you know, one of these days I will write my treaties on uh, why Arcanine was confirmed to be a cat Pokemon. Uh, on comicbook.com, I've just been so slammed um, with other other work, but one of these days it's coming, and um, my logic is irrefutable. So this is this is the hill that Hoffer will die on. The, the, <laughs> the absolutely is a cat. This <laughs> is accept it. This is my Fortnite is the 2020 game of the year, like of 2021. Um, yes, anyways, bad. moving on from you know the running gag that I will just bring up ad nauseum. Um, there is a new Pokemon card set coming out in a few months. Uh, we already know this. This is not like a new story. However, we did get a first look at some of the alternate art uh, Pokemon that come out. And we've been talking about these alternate art cards and just how amazing they look. And so, uh, yes, we are talking about Fusion Strike. Um, and I uh, wanted to uh, highlight a couple of these because I, I just died when I saw them. Um, so, um, I, I did 
uh, give them to our producer uh, earlier. So hopefully we can get those up. Um, the um, we've got. Uh, give me a second. Uh, we've got a Greedent, uh, the 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 Greedent V, uh, which is it's got Greedent sitting on top of a fallen tree, and it looks like a bunch of uh, Squovit are like pulling it. Um, so that one has it's amazing, and there's this one Squovit which just has um, like the best looks on it. Um, let's see if we can get that up uh, really quick. Um, uh, Maybe, maybe not. Um, oh, yeah. I, I just pulled up a picture for myself of it. This is <laughs> just basically capitalism in a picture. <laughs> I know, right? There's these little, little tiny squirrels just trying to make a living, trying to get a couple berries, and they're pushing this big old squirrel around. Um, Adorable, though. So uh, our producer, Rich, is working on it now. The the, the hardest working person at comicbook.com. Um, so um, uh, we've got that one. So he'll pull that one up. And the other one that I want up, oh, there it oh, is. There he is, our big is. chunky boy. I, I, this, so the, the middle one on the left side just has this look of like, screw all of this. It is amazing. And also, I want to know why on one side there's only two. What what happened like, to that team? Where'd the other one go? Like, I'm really curious exactly what is going on of uh, what is going on here. Like, are they pulling him? Are they just like trying to like, I mean, it looks like it. It looks like they are. Yeah, carrying it looks this like tree. that's like an Egyptian pharaoh. And those are the peasants like trying to pull him through the forest. Just <laughs> like, brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant stuff. The other one we've got is the Genesect V card, which shows Genesect doing something that I never thought uh, we would see. Um, and it actually looks like he is doing some. Uh, oh, there it is. Yep. Uh, he's he's street dancing. He oh, is 900 percent. Le- legitimately street dancing um he he is doing a full-on um you know he is spinning on one of his shoulder points yeah he's break dancing um he's got and you can like at first you can't tell what exactly is going on because uh the 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 actual card abilities you know the reason why you get this card um is on the bottom third but you can see they actually have like a boom box like on the bottom it's like I don't I don't know why this was like the 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 art picture chosen, but like I've never related more to, um, you know, an alien invader from another planet more than I do right now. I mean, Genesect's pretty great. Seeing this card makes me wonder, like in the Pokemon universe, do they have like a version of the like, so you think you can dance, but like Pokemon edition, like it's not the trainers who are doing it. It's strictly the pokemon like yeah, I mean, strictly the pokemon i feel like as much as we make fun of him mr mime would be really good at like pop and lock oh absolutely absolutely so. like that and like you know i feel like if pseudo wudo really wanted to go um as long as it was like a dry area and there was no water around um he would a hundred percent uh be down to do that you know it's yeah. it is weird that um you know, the super contest, the Pokemon contests, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of go in that. I, I feel like, especially with the rise in reality sh- TV, like, you know, Pokemon came out in the, like, you know, mid 90s. Um, yeah. You know, obviously reality TV shows were already a thing by then, you know, th- but, you know, they've really exploded in popularity, uh, mm-hmm. you know, both both in Japan and in the United States. 
um, since then. And so I'm always kind of surprised that they haven't like streamlined the Pokemon contest to like bring it more in line with modern sensibilities. You know, because right now it's they're they're kind of like weird. You know, like the the idea of Pokemon contests. Yeah, it's it seems very much more like a debutante pageant. Yeah, that you would see like you know the Southern United States like you know beauty pageants stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That's very much how it's 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 translated, which is which is an interesting feeling because I know pageants and contests like that are still you know pretty popular in Japan, not necessarily like the debutante aspect of it. and it's interesting because when you look at like reality television in Japan versus reality television, you know, in the United States and in the Western, you know, Western pop culture zeitgeist and everything, it's two very different flavors. So I feel like Pokemon's just like, let's just stick with the traditional because that's something everybody can kind of take a piece of and understand. But I really just want a specific, like, so you think you can dance esque spinoff for Pokemon, or alternatively, I want a Just Dance edition game that's just dancing Pokemon. I, and like I, remixes of like Pokemon soundtracks. I, really, I, would, I would get down to that. I really feel that if this rhythm game, like the rhythm game that they've incorporated into the Super Contests, like mm-hmm. take off in the so Diamond excited. Book, like I think that is going to be like the, the reason why this game, like the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes, like stay popular like you know like i i definitely think that adding that to the games is what's going to make those stand out because you know mm-hmm. like all the other remakes have had something a little like extra like yeah. uh to it that's like you you remember it like you know with uh heart gold and soul silver there's the pokemon following you and that's like literally one of the most popular mechanics in the game um, you know, for uh, you know, the Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, we had the whole open, you know, the flying around the open world uh, stuff. Um, we had um, the legendary Pokemon that you know you battled through Hoopa wormholes. You know, there was a lot of cool stuff. The Delta episode, um, you know, just a lot of like neat things that came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when they first announced the Diamond and Pearl remakes, I've and they're like, oh, this is a faithful remake. I was like, oh, come on, really? Like, no one actually wants a straight remake of these games. We want a remastered version. We want something with some new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're getting some of that with the, the the Grand Underground and these super, you know, these Pokemon contests. And, you know, but I really think the Pokemon contests are, are going to be what is what is doing yeah. it. I'm so excited. And, and, and in the comments, you know, Pika Trainer 99, a couple others have said, you know, the addition that they're making in these remakes to the contest is going to have them like actually try to do them for the first time, mm-hmm. which is, you know, exciting for me. But, you know, like contests were usually the main goal for me. I would usually try to go as far as I could with contests before I gave any sort of thought to like getting to the Elite Four, the final trainers, finishing the story plot, because I loved the contest that was just like my thing in 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 every game and so i'm very excited to see this addition see kind of how it how it changes things like i i cannot stress how excited i am for the change with the super contests um you know so let me ask you this megan because i'll be 100 percent honest um you know i didn't you know due to I kind of I didn't age out of the Pokemon franchise, but I was told that I outgrew the Pokemon franchise um, mm-hmm. when uh, Sapphire and Ruby came out. So I never played Sapphire, Ruby, and Diamond and Pearl, um, mm-hmm. or even Black and White when they first came out. You know, I went back and did those like as adults, as mm-hmm. an adult. 
did you feel, and this is just something that I've always been curious about, like, cause you're a couple of years younger than me um, mm-hmm. with these contests. Do you feel like that was like inserted into the game to kind of appeal to a wider like demographic? Like, you yes. know, like, you know, so like, cause I, I legitimately do not know this, uh, do yes. not know. Um, I like, absolutely feel like it because when Sapphire and Ruby came out, I feel I can't exactly remember what age I was, but I was in I was in middle school. I was a younger, yeah. a younger lady, you might say. And I that was like when I was really kind of falling in love with Skitty, Vaporeon. I was really in love with baby Pokemon and younger Pokemon. And those are Pokemon that would tend to do well in, you know, the beauty pageants, the contests, you know, having those charm abilities, everything like that, being able to like make the cutest team possible for me as like a 10, 11 year old was like the best thing ever. Like finally I felt <laughs> validation playing Ruby because like I, I would play obviously for the full story and I would get, you know, do the legendaries, you know, get ground on, get all move through the story pieces and the elements and the final trait, like trainers, I would do that. And I still enjoyed it, but strategy wasn't what I was interested in at that age. I just wanted Pokemon because I thought they were cute, but my cute Pokemon did nothing for me. <laughs> like I couldn't, they, 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 they weren't useful in battle mm-hmm. nine times out of 10. Um, and so that, I was kind of bummed and I was like, well, I want to have Skitty on my team the entire game. And I couldn't do that realistically. But if mm-hmm. I was focusing on contests, me and my Skitty in, <laughs> in Pokemon Ruby went the distance. Like, I, I I definitely feel like it was very much added for people my age to give a, a greater sense of, you know, expansive this mm-hmm. with what Pokemon can do in the universe. They don't just battle, you know, they can do other things. I feel like that was added, but I think it definitely had an appeal towards younger players and players who, you know, really were just in it because they were like, these Pokemon look cute and they look cool. You know, I never really considered that. I'll, I'll be a hundred percent honest. Like you, you brought up something that I have never thought about what contests like add to like the Pokemon franchise. And that yeah. is because, you know, like we see that with Pokemon, uh, with Pokemon Go, you know, um, they simplified the, 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 the battle mechanics down to the path mm-hmm. point where, you know, even with all the different formats they have, you have the raids, you have gym battles, you have, you know, go battle league, you know, go, you know, the great league, the ultra league and all this stuff. There are only so many Pokemon that are actually viable in that game. And, th- you know, there mm-hmm. are hundreds of Pokemon that are useless in Pokemon go. Mm-hmm. adding a contest feature to Pokemon Go would like, you know, breathe like new life into a lot of those Pokemon. I, oh my God. I, if they added contest to Pokemon Go, you wouldn't see me ever again. I would just constantly be on my phone. Like when I tell people how much I love Pokemon contests, I think they're kind of just like, oh yeah, okay. Like she likes them. No, I, they are my preference. I love them. And it just came at a point in my life with, I mean, Pokemon Ruby is my favorite game. That's the one. I think it's because of my skitty in that game that I have such fond memories. But like contests just took the game to a new level for me mm-hmm. as a as a girl who didn't quite get the strategy. Like my older brother, like I would see him playing and I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. Like I wish I could do that. But like it didn't just click with me at that age yet. But I knew I thought XYZ Pokemons were so cute. 
And I and I thought the contest offered that same kind of tension and and drama that you know the actual league offered at that point. And so that that did, I will just always remember those fondly. And that same kind of um, you know feeling continued. I felt the same thing with Diamond and Pearl, Black and White. You know any any of the games that have offered contests, I have felt you know, invigorated by, which is why when they announced that there was a rhythm section coming to this remake, I'm already a huge rhythm game person. Dance Dance Revolution, Just Dance, I mean, Donkey Konga. I loved those games. So like, yeah, I'm all for it. So I'm very excited. Um, And I think it definitely opens the game up to a broader audience of people. Awesome. Well, uh, it is uh, about time for us to pay for the show. Uh, so we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we will uh, hop back on. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. And we are back. Uh, so uh, let's dive into dive into some of the bigger news stories to come out this week. Uh, the the first one. Uh, is we got a new episode of Pokemon Evolutions this week, uh, or last week, I suppose. So, mm-hmm. uh, Megan, why don't you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so uh, this one caught me off guard. It kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, all right, forgot there was an episode coming out. Uh, so this one, we kind of go back to the Galar region. So we are focusing specifically on Lily, who is obviously a fan favorite for a lot of people who've played the Sun and Moon games, who've played or who have watched even the Sun and Moon anime. Uh, so we get to, you know, chill out with Lily. We get to see kind of her have... Um, you know, a, a more tense dialogue with her mother, as we know that their relationship is a little bit um, fraught, I feel like is a good word to say. Um, but, you know, after, um, you know, her mom kind of like disappears and goes to the wormhole and is like, I'm going to be this like savior of like the Pokemon world and doesn't quite realize what she's getting herself into. Uh, it is Lily who, uh, you know, <gasps> oh, guys. I have a big news. Oh my goodness. What is that chunk? I ordered this recently. This is a Pokemon plush from 1998 that I wanted more than life itself when I was like five. And she's here. (laughs) She's so big. She's so big. That is a chonky Pikachu. I mean, this is a Pikachu. This is Tomy, and it's from 1998. I wanted this. I can't even tell you how bad I wanted this when I was a little kid. And now I have it. And it just arrived, and I just frantically texted my fiancé, like, bring me my child. (laughs) So, everyone, (laughs) this is Pikachomp. Tell me where to put Pikachu in my background, and I'll try to find a place. But, yeah, this is OG Pikachu. This This is... This is... This is fat boy Pikachu. Oh my gosh. I am like 
obsessed right now. This Anyways. reminds me of the earliest episodes that we did when we had like a Detective Pikachu plush like in the studio. And like, you know, you would do an entire episode holding Detective Pikachu in oh, your yeah. lineup. Oh, this is absolutely going to be me the whole time. Whole time. But anyways, as talking about the Pokemon Evolutions episode, um, yeah, basically we get to see Lily kind of uh, go back into the wormhole. Ne- I can never say Necrozma, Necrozma, uh, however uh, you want to yeah, say Necrozma. that. Yep. Ne- yeah, Necrozma, um, you know, comes out, Nebby evolves into Lunala, they fight, they fight again, they, they do plenty of fighting, and I feel like Lily uh, ultimately gets her due done. Because she gets to put forth the fight that the anime and the game never gave her. Yeah, I I did I did love. There was a couple of things I loved about. It. First of all, this was one of the cooler uh, legendary Pokemon fights that I have seen like anime. Oh yeah, it was it was really awesome. Um, I thought it was like really top notch. I I loved that it was a mix of. Um, you know, using moves and just like slamming each other into the countryside. I mean, it was oh, what yeah. you expected the legendary, uh, of, you know, a fight between two legendary Pokemon to like look like, you know, um, like I feel like with the anime sometimes, like the movies usually do a, a better job of it, but sometimes with like the anime episodes, the the legendary Pokemon uh, fights, and they've gotten better over time. Like Journeys has done a decent job of showing like mm-hmm. legendary Pokemon are, you know, you, you don't F around with them. Um, but um, I feel like sometimes like the legendary Pokemon kind of get like, they, they, they feel a little underwhelming just because we, we go mm-hmm. to that kind of like turn-based thing and it just, it feels weird, but you know, this was a really cool fight scene. One of the cooler fight scenes we've, we've seen. The yeah. other thing that cracked me up was, you know, the protagonist of Pokemon moon, uh, Celine, um, you know, appears in in this multiple mm-hmm. times, and her her face is always obscured by her hat. She doesn't say a word, uh, nope. and it's just cracking me up because I mean, one you you have to acknowledge, you know, Lily, Lily kind of is the main character of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, um, you know, very much so in my uh, opinion. More so than probably any other Pokemon game. Like you know, usually like the NPCs like Lily are like supporting characters at best, but really Pokemon Sun and Moon is Lily's story. And you as the protagonist are just there to like help push her through. Um, And it just cracked me up that the protagonist was like there. It's like, no, no, no more on Lily, more on Lily. Well, yeah, like that's, I mean, playing the game, like you're always like, oh yeah, Lily, Nebby, it's all going to work out. Then at the end, Lily's like, oh, well, you can take care of Nebby for now. Nebby has evolved into, you know, one or the other. And so like seeing Lily with Nebby and Lunala and having this, you know, big fight and Necrozma and then finally kind of having the evolution where like the, the, you know, Lunala and Necrozma combined together to for the, the Dawn Wings form, I believe it's called, mm-hmm. like, that was the animation one stellar. I mean, we knew that was going to be the case with Pokemon evolutions. These mini series always deliver on that front, but it definitely pulled all the right emotional punches and giving Lily kind of that, the ending, I feel like Lily really deserved like being able to take control of her own character and of her own journey and not, you know, at the end of the game, you know, pushing it on the protagonist. Like, obviously I understand why that happens in the game because, you know, you're the player. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like Lily was done such a disservice in that. And the Sun and Moon anime did what it could to rectify those mistakes, but I feel like Evolutions just basically redid everything yeah. and and made her her own like savior basically which was which was so nice for me it was it was very much worth it yeah no i i, I did think that the pokemon anime did a decent job with lily you know mm-hmm. they they gave her more to do um she felt like you know and i think that kind of uh reframing her as a you know member of ash's class as opposed to being like the primary person that you interact with, which, you yeah. know, that's how it is in the games, you know, because in the games, you know, it literally basically becomes, you know, time and time again, she keeps relying on you to do the things that she cannot. And, you know, that makes sense in the context of like, you're the main character, but really, you know, it's a disservice to her story and it uh, oh, hurts her character growth. Um, and, you know, like this was a really cool reframing of it where, um, you know, she was the one, you know, who like, you know, it's implied that she's the one who instigated Cosmo's mm-hmm. uh, evolution. Um, she's the one she's doing this to save her mother. And she's doing yeah. this d- despite what, you know, crazy stuff her mother said. Um, yeah. You know, her mother it, is. Um, it's an interesting situation. Yeah. I'll just say that. It's, um, a, it's a tense situation. <laughs> You know, so I I really think that was a it was a really cool moment, and it it, it really it really righted a wrong in Pokemon canon, which I I really appreciated. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like it, it kind of adds a little bit of something to the story of these games. Kind of like how the last episode showed that mm-hmm. Leon had like PTSD, and, and you know. Yeah. Putting aside all my normal thoughts about Leon, we're not going to. We already had one tangent. We don't need to go on another one. Yes. You know, I do feel like showing that Leon, there were some consequences to Leon's actions. That that was really Mm -hmm. important. Like, you know, we could debate all day whether there were enough consequences, but I do think that, like, you know, showing that, like, Leon, you know, like nearly died. You know, like, Leon had to fight like an Eldritch horror from another dimension. Like, you know, like and that yeah. that that plays on somebody. Um, it was you know, more more intense. Yeah, than like the game positioned. Yeah, the game positioned. Like Leon just like brushed it off. It was like whoa, you know, let's Not have a strike awesome a battle. Yeah, and it's like but no, in the but. anime, it was like Leon was like, oh no, <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I I I, I love that take on that, and I believe the next episode, I mean, we're going down the region, so we'll have the Kalos uh, region um, represented in the next episode. That episode is coming out October seventh, uh, so we will have plenty. We'll have two episodes in October, aka the Great Spooky Season. So we yes. will have Kalos and Unova uh, represented in Evolutions. Which, based on the first two episodes that have come out, like I'm game. I'm in it. This is oh, it's been yeah. really good so far. I am really excited to watch. Um, I, I forget who the uh, Team Flare bad guy like is. Uh, like, um, but I'm really excited to watch him try to start up a super weapon and you know try to blow up France. Um, that's that's gonna be awesome. Um, you know what? You know what? That'll that'll be fun, I guess, for us to go in. So, uh, yeah. So if you haven't checked out the episode, um, please do. They have sub dub. I mean, it is just 
watch the episodes, watch Pokemon Evolution. If you want, uh, it'll be over, you know, by the end of this year. So you can binge mm-hmm. everything all at once, but uh, it's, it's so good. And yeah. I, it words do not describe. Yeah. It's, it's Lysander, by the way, is the team player. There guy. we go. Um, you know, for Little some reason Leonidas. I wanted to call him like Leonidas. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that's the dude from 300. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wrong time period um, place in the world, but you know, Sounds yeah, I knew it started with an L. Um, anyways, our last topic before we get to the Poke Fact of the Week is Pokemon Unite released. Uh, you know, it, it came out to mobile last week. Uh, we talked a lot about it, but you know, I, I did want to bring up uh, one cool thing that kind of came out because they announced a balance patch, and um, you know, the balance patch not only added some new items, it also made it a lot easier. It, it basically removed the main complaint of a lot of players in Pokemon Unite, uh, namely mm-hmm. the pay to play stuff. You still have to, you still need to grind in order to get your, your Pokemon fighters or you have to buy them. But mm-hmm. the big complaint was with Pokemon Unite was that we had, um, in order to upgrade your items, you need to do the battle pass or you need to buy the upgrade stuff um, or you really had to grind. Like there was no easy way of leveling up your items in a fa- you know in a manageable fashion. So people who paid for that you know, it was, you know, they, they had a distinct advantage because like held items actually give you like, you know, active buffs um, mm-hmm. with this. Not only did they increase the level cap to level 30, they've also made it a lot easier to go and, you know, upgrade the, your held items to level 30, which, you know, I think, you know, was a necessary change to the game. Like I, I don't mind buying you know i don't mind paying for you know pokemon to like you know like new pokemon fighters like you know this game's gotta make money somehow mm-hmm. i did really have an issue with the whole like upgrading items and how that scheme uh worked um and so like changing that i think will make it a lot easier for everyone to like want to hop into this game and you can do so without that big barrier where you feel the need to pay money in order to dive into it um, so mm-hmm. I think that that is, you know, something really cool that, you know, Pokemon United, they actually listen to the fan base. Um, that's amazing who, what happens when you listen to the people who are, you know, propagating your game forward. <laughs> exactly. And of course, um, you know, the other thing they announced this week was Mamoswine is coming to the game this Wednesday, the 29th. Um, but, um, you know, so we are getting a new Pokemon, uh, Mamoswine is coming in. He, he looks to be, I, I forget if we knew, um, what he's, what role he's going to be in or not. Um, mm-hmm. like, I don't think it's officially been announced, but he's definitely either an attacker or an all rounder. Um, mm-hmm. he, which, you know, you think like, oh, Mamoswine, that's a defense Pokemon. It's like, no, Mamoswine has had a bad defense in all the games, like, that boy is there to stab things with its big tusks and do not much else. And that's exactly yeah. what he's doing in this. He's, he looks to have a moveset that's based around charging um, and based around freezing as well. So, you know, if he hits you with an ice attack, you get frozen and then you're going to get pummeled to death. There you go. So sweet yeah. and simple. Yeah. Well, um, well, that's about it on Pokemon. We we talked a lot about Pokemon Unite last week, so you know it's mm-hmm. just more of a, a an update. Um, that was probably the biggest non 
Pokemon Evolution's news story to come out this week. There was one other anime thing. I totally forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to come in. Hot Swift. I was about to say, you can't leave my man Ash out of this conversation. Yeah, Ash because... is finally going to actually Mega Evolve a Pokemon. Yeah, we... Ash, Mega Lucario. It's happening. It happened. Yeah. It, it's, it's a thing. He did it. So the boy in, did it. So in in one season, we're we we get to see him, Gigantamax, Z move, and Mega Evolve. That is that is he's too powerful. He really is. Do you think that we're going to see something like Ash? Like you know, like I know you you can't use these as combos in the games. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see him like combo? Like you know, like like you know, uh, like uh, like. Gigantamax uh, or Dynamax, excuse me, because mm-hmm. Lucario doesn't change forms. Uh, Dynamax, Lucario, and then Mega Evolve Lucario, and that's how if we don't. It's gonna be such a loss for the anime. I mean, whatever, canon. I don't care. I do not care. This is me not caring about whether or not it's possible in the games or if it will ever become possible. But I want it so bad just the idea of seeing that like as a final action type ordeal would be insane but i mean the main thing is i mean i mean people have been waiting for mega lucario since x and y i mean it's been a long time to have ash (laughs) bring this forward um and it's been such like a nice reckoning moment i i love how so far pokemon journeys has given so many of those moments to to fans who've been sticking around with this the the show for so long it's it's been a really nice treat i mean one seeing mega lucario you know for new fans that's just that's just cool it was a cool way in which it was presented in the latest episode in japan but for people who have been watching consistently or at least been keeping up um you know through x and y and just like you know waiting patiently all these years to see ash you know mega evolve lucario like that was great very happy yeah. with it. So, no. He's getting too strong though. It's it's going to be I I am curious. I mean, we we've got a couple of years, you know, we have at least until the end of next year um yeah. to see what the anime is going to do. Like obviously we're going to get a pretty big Leon fight um you know here at the end of the se- at the end of the season. I mean, that that is the natural build up. I mean, he's fighting Cynthia I feel like it, he's going to beat Cynthia, which is going to oh. be just redonkulous. If he doesn't beat Cynthia after the the last several episodes of Pokemon Journey in Japan, I'm going to be maybe a little bit like, what just happened? I mean, you might be just having like a really off day, but uh, the way they've set it up, it sounds like Ash is going to win. Yeah, which hey, you know, our our boy's finally getting his due. So um, I know it only took twenty plus years. Yeah, well, I remember. <laughs> yeah, took a long time (laughs) i i remember when x and y you know did what they did uh and you know that he should have he should have won the kalos cup let's let's be real here he had a two-on-one advantage with you know with his you know goku greninja like waiting in the wings and it's like that's just such a bunch of nonsense um And I remember how mad fans got about it because I remember writing about it like you know really oh, yeah. early on, and then it was when we nuts, yeah, 
And then when we finally got like, you know, when they were finally like setting up like, OK, you know, here's Ash's championship run in Alola. No one believed that we were actually going to get. Oh, yeah. When when that information came out, I remember I messaged you and I was like, is this. Is, is this actually happening? Yeah, <laughs> I know. We, are we sure? Are we absolutely positive at the end of the episode he doesn't wake up from a dream or something like that? <laughs> like, I thought for sure we were getting punked. Because, like, I, I mean, it had led up to it consistently. Mm-hmm. But we'd already been played once. Yeah. So, it's, it's I- nice now that on the, you know tail end of him having you know become the alola champion that they haven't just retconned everything i know that was a concern we had and and, and most fans had ahead of before when pokemon journeys went live and it's nice to see that you know these number of episodes in it's it's been doing its best to say true to how powerful you know ash has become it's not just like wiping things and swiping them under the rug like that that has been very much um appreciated and it's 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 felt very overdue, and so I I'm excited, which, you know, that's fine. Also, I haven't had to worry about, you know, go as of late. So that's been. <laughs> it has been nice oh, that even oh. goes kind of like slotted into like a a role that I think we all find to be a little bit more manageable. Like it's a little mm-hmm. annoying that it got yeah. all all the you know all the um. The uh, Kalos starters, um, or not Kalos? Get, uh, get, we've been bouncing around too much in this episode. Yes. Uh, this episode. Uh, Galar starters, but even that's yeah. like it's fine. Like you know, if they like, had to sacrifice Ash getting a Galar starter in order to give him the appropriate respect he he has warranted as a trainer over the last whatever years. Mm-hmm. I can be okay with it. And it, it it has done so. Yeah, was it a little disappointing? Okay, but we're still getting that traditional, you know, route of raising up starters through Ghost perspective. Is it the same? No. Do I like it as much? Uh, not really, but it is giving that that storyline. And so yeah. I can I can I can be okay with it. So I'm curious to see what what's going to happen as the show keeps going forward because there's still quite a bit for the t- for the two of them to do. So yeah, absolutely. We will find that out. Well, this seems like a good good way to end our show with uh, a poke fact of the week. Uh, let's we'll dive right into that. So we're continuing mm-hmm. our j- run through the Johto uh, Pokedex, and uh, this week we're to Ipom. Um, now uh, Ipom, you know, he's got a hand for a tail, and you know the the I have one goofy fact about him and one absolutely horrifying fact about him. The goofy fact is, Apom uses his tail. Apom, yeah, it's Apom, not Ipom. Jesus, Um, Apom uses his tail so much it actually has poor actual hand dexterity. So you know it uses its its tail um, and um, too too much, too much. And so um, it when it uses its actual paws, it's not very good with them. So my question is, is evolution from an evolutionary perspective, why hasn't his arms disappeared? <laughs> that That is a very good question. Are we going to get an evolution in like a generation or two? And it's like, you know, a palms direct evolution and they've lost its arms. And it's just a big torso with a tail. <laughs> like give us give us one more evolution where he just goes full on Dr. Octopus. Yeah, like that's that's kind of like, I mean, if we're talking evolutionary, you know, change changes over many, 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 you know, generations that that 
that's what would happen. And so that would I can be only actual expect, evolution. Yeah. yeah. I can only expect one day we're just going to get a palm and it's just going to be like his head and it's just going to be his torso, nothing else. And then just a very long tail. <laughs> uh, the the other fact that, you know, people need to be informed of is a palm is also a monster. Oh, A-Palm, yeah. Apom, his favorite food is Bond Sweet. Oh, man. The adorable squirrels that you hear when Bond Sweet is getting, you know, uh, chewed upon and eaten. That's coming from Apom. Yep, that's that's right. Apom, uh, that that cute, mischievous monkey Pokemon uh, yeah. feasts upon the most innocent of all the Pokemon. Uh, Bond Sweet, a Pokemon that just can't help that it tastes so good. So just a just yeah. a terrifying, awful creature. Um, who, you know, certainly, you know, deserves whatever judgment Arceus uh, passes on uh, on it when it passes away. Yeah, that information comes from the uh, Pokedex entry for Ultra Moon, and it says, quote, it searches for prey (laughs) from the tops of trees. Uh, When it spots its favorite food, Bounce Sweet, Apom gets excited and pounces. And so when I read that initially, I was like, prey? He doesn't eat meat. Like I, I'm confused because when I heard red bounce sweet, I just you know immediately because of how bounce sweet looks, I was like, oh, it's just a berry. It's just it's just like a, it's just a berry that is not alive. And then I remembered that bounce sweet is a living organism. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, oh no, that's yep. horrifying. It, as it remembers, it runs away. As it runs away, it bounces and it looks super cute. So nobody takes any action because uh, wow. they're all like, oh, look at the just... coupon suite. And then Apom scoops it up and like bites into it. And you Poor see Pom. it's like, you know, blood juices, you know, stream down Apom's oh face as it grins oh, no. at you, probably oh, no. while making direct eye contact. We are peeling back that veneer a little bit too much. Between this information and what we saw of Apom and Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. legitimately one of the most cursed Pokemon. Definitely, right now, definitely opinion. like a low key, like, awful pokemon and i don't oh, mean yeah. that like you know like awful as in a a, a poorly behaved pokemon yes well there we go anyways uh that's all we've got for this episode you can sit with that fact for yeah. <laughs> like sit on that for the next week leave us yes. those five star reviews yes <laughs> but no so we're seriously. just ruining your perspective of pokemon <laughs> but 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 seriously if you want to support our show uh please leave us a five-star review on itunes spotify wherever you get your pokemon podcasts from and can leave reviews it does a lot to help us out it, it, it increases our rank in the algorithms we have noticed actually you know in terms of like the rankings and stuff we've actually been increasing uh, lately so you know all the reviews we've been getting really have been a help and when uh, Jim and Megan do eventually return to the office Jim is going to spend like an entire week sending out those t-shirts um, because if you leave a five-star review you get a t-shirt uh, you know D-Day is coming and by D-Day I mean T-Day because it's t-shirt day uh, anyways, uh, so leave those five-star reviews. Um, if you want to listen to us live, we have our episodes uh, every Monday, 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Jim does a whole thing of going through all the time zones. I'm not going to remember all that. So 12 p.m. Eastern Time, convert that to whatever time zone you're in. Uh, we are live on Twitch. We are live on Facebook. 
Um, and you can listen to us live, join in our lovely chat community. Uh, we, we do frequently reference those chats uh, when we're doing these episodes. Um, let's hear what us. Ah, yes. If you want to find us and talk to us on the internet, you can do so uh, by visiting us uh, on Twitter. Uh, the podcast is at Pokemon Pod CB. I'm at Seahoffer Seabus. You can find myself and my beautiful Pikachu over on Twitter at Megan Peters CB, where I will po- post so many selfies. So many. And you can find that lazy bum Jim at Jim Viscardi and yell at him about why he didn't show up for this episode. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to us. And uh, until next time, uh, keep on training. Catch you later.